could you please explain the use of different types of malas for uh, mantra jap? How to hold and use the malas appropriately? There are many many types of chanting names. The two or three most common ones are Tulsi, Chandan and Rudraksh. Now, for chanting out of devotion, you can use uh, any uh, chanting means, really. Makes little difference. If you are a Vaishnava, which means you pray to a form of Vishnu, then often Tulsi beads are recommended. They say, okay, chant from the Tulsi beads. If you are a Shakta or a Shal, which means uh, you pray to Devi or Shiva or any form of Rudra, then they will say use Rudraksh. Chandan can be used anywhere. But in Mantra Sadhana and, and even Tantra Sadhana, there are different types of chanting beads. Each one has different impact, different energy, different feel, and different set of memories it brings to you when you use. It's like you can use uh, red coral, um, and you can use uh, sapatik, uh, and you can, for example, in some of the tantric sadhanas, um, they use chanting beads made out of bones of the fingers, and that has totally different uh, application and impact. You can made, uh, make chanting beads out of uh, brass people. You can have copper chanting beads, you can have gold chanting beads, you can have chanting beads from pearl, you can have chanting beads uh, from different even gemstones, even uh, emerald for that matter. And all those are used for different purposes. So the chanting bead you need to use depend on the sadhana you are doing. The ultimate chanting beads. The ultimate chanting beads. It's called Akshamala. In Brahmi script, in Sanskrit, or let's say Devnagri, it starts from A and ends in Ksha. Akshamale Mahamale, it's called. So, good mantrin people who are interested in mantra sadhana. There is no sense in holding a chanting bead and you know thinking of a million things it's because the goal is to keep the focus, to keep the concentration. So chanting beads remind you repeatedly that what it is that you're doing, they help you, they aid you in uh, bringing your consciousness to the present moment, which is what we need. But for concentration and better chanting, there is this thing called Akshamana. So these are 16 letters. So these are the 50 letters. So what a good sadhak does, let's you are chanting a simple mantra Om Namah Shivaya. You will say, one is called Tar, the other one is called Put, Samput. Samput means bracket. So this is how Akshmala is done. You say, now, what I did was with Anuswar. So, M, the nasal sound. It could be A, A, E, E, U, U, and so on. So, A, Om Namah Shivaya, A. A, Om Namah Shivaya, A. 
I, Om Namah Shivaya, I, I, Om Namah Shivaya, I. What happens in this mala? It's all mental. The moment your concentration breaks, your mala will break. And if you do one good mala like this, you know you are maintaining your concentration. On the path of mantra sadhana, there are many many types of mantras by the way. In terms of Vedic or Puranic or Tantric mantras, there are three types. There is uh, pulling, thrilling, and Nepunsapling. Pulling mantras uh, are masculine mantras. Nepunsapling mantras are neutral mantras. And uh, feminine mantras are thrilling mantras. These mantras have very rigid process to invoke them. It's a full science, a uh, full uh, field of study in its own right. But then there are other mantras which don't have the same rigidity of maintaining your concentration. All these mantras, including Gayatri mantra and stuff, if you really want to benefit from them, then you have to have the concentration, otherwise no benefits are going to come. Even if a guru gives you the mantra, no benefits will come from chanting, at least no tangible benefits. You may have some spiritual benefit that I don't know of, maybe, I don't know, but no real tangible benefits. So those mantras, those are called Swayam Siddhi mantras, they form an entirely different part of mantras which are called Shabar mantras. Shabar mantras cannot really be chanted sitting at home. For that matter, if you really want to invoke a mantra, I have to tell you this, home is not the place you'll have no success sitting in the home. A cave, Gufa, seashore, Samudraka Kinara, woods, jungle, Shamashan, cremation ground. These are the four key places where you can invoke a mantra. If you think sitting in the comfort of home, air conditioning on 22 degrees <laughs> and uh, it's cool breezes blowing and you say, Guru Vasom, Guru Vasom, Guru Vasom. One year, I've done one mala, Guru Vasom, 30 malas and so on. Please don't. I'm telling you now, don't bother. If you want to be one with the mantra, there's a stage called Mantra Maya. You become the mantra. For that stage to occur, for that stage to come, you have to maintain concentration. So many people, they'll come to me for mantra and they say, just tell us, give us mantra, give us mantra. It won't help. I'm happy to give you, but you may have one or two experiences, far and few in between, but it won't help. It's much better if you just meditate for five minutes. But do so with concentration. And uh, sometimes it happens, you know, very frequently they say, what do I do? I really want to exercise. I, say, I tell them, meditate for five minutes. And say, is that all? I said, yes, you start with that. <laughs> the day you can hold on to a thought for five minutes, you will slip into a samadhi. Seven minutes being the absolute ultimate. If you can hold on to a thought for seven minutes, if you can stay on that thought for seven minutes, you will experience samadhi. Because mind is hopping from one thought to another every three to four seconds. I could, you know, 
keep you happy and I could say, yeah, yeah, we can use a mantra. Yeah. Which date is Tuesday? Do this mantra. Who's your Ishteta? This one? Okay, do that mantra. And then you would happily spend 6, 10 or 12 years of your life not getting anywhere and then you will keep thinking, oh, something is wrong with me, I'm not chanting it correctly, something is, I'm not worthy or uh, Maybe you will go look for another guru who might have involved and say, I would like to have Diksha from you. But you're missing the core point. You're missing the real point here. There is no shortcut. It's like, it doesn't matter whether you want to learn accordion or piano or harmonium. If you want to produce music by pressing keys, Sooner or later, you have to go through the whole process. You may not know it's called Raghavya or Raghshivanjani or all those, but you will need to know what a scale is. You need to know what a melody is. You need to know what a rhythm is. You need to know what a beat is. There is no shortcut. You have to do it. So if mantra science or invoking mantra or Shri Vidya or any science is your priority, then be prepared to give the next 10 years of your life to that science. Ideally, 4 to 6 hours every day. Now you tell me, well, I can't give 4 to 6 hours every day. Well, then you won't be a concert pianist. You may be a good bathroom singer, but not much beyond that. Talent, uh, any day, uh, has no standing in front of skill. Skill is something you earn, you build on, you create, you improve. Talent is something you're born with. Even if this guy, Sachin Tendulkar, even if he was hitting sixes and fours when he was 16 or 18, you read upon his life and uh, you would discover. I haven't read, but it is, I can almost tell you with absolute conviction. He must have practiced for hours and hours and hours and hours before he got to that stage. So this is just like any other field. Anybody can champion, anybody can master. But you have to put in the time and energy.